Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Yep. Jmart. And Kendall. Kenny Sunkiss. Kenny Sunkissed. Kenny Sunkissed. Cool off with the refreshing Kenny. <laughs> Sunkiss. Oh, that's good. Cool off with the refreshing Kenny. Look how livid he is. <laughs> He had to know that was coming. Yeah, he doesn't seem happy. Uh, we are. We're also. We're sad to report that the man of many names, uh, Kyle K. Quick Souls, uh, all these these different lovely names. Uh, he's Beef ill. Beefsteak Mayo. Beefsteak. Yeah. He's he's ill at the moment. Um, Viral. So, yeah, we we chose to not have him on air for the show. So our uh, our worst thoughts and wishes go out to him, and we hope for a slow recovery. Do you guys miss him? Do you feel the void? I'm just ready to really praise the Ravens today and not listen to him complain. Yeah, praise I'm, I'm going <laughs> to devote this show to how steroids are not good for the sporting world, and he well, won't be able to dispute it. You, you he, watch. He'll, he'll, he'll call you halfway through the show and tell you, you know, Jeff, I know you're talking a lot of shit about me right now, so i just, just like to interrupt. Talk about Ed Reed and all the better safeties. Ed Reed is, oh. is the face of the safety position. <laughs> Actually, our own Jeff Martin was nice enough to go out and... and Purchase our beers for the starting lineup. Oh, yeah. So, Jeff, why don't you, uh, don't you lead us off? Yeah, I got the uh, Laguinitas, born yesterday, pale ale. Also pronounced Laguintus. Laguintus. You know, every time I say that brewery's name, I'm convinced I say it wrong, so I just embrace it now. Lagunitas. <laughs> Lagunitas. It's from the one-hitter series. Yeah, it's a good series. Do you know where it's out of? It's Let's out see. of two places. Looks like California and Chicago. Yeah, right. That's cool. Went to that brewery. It was awesome. No, you didn't. Kendall? I did. I have Wheelhound from Hanging Hills out of... It's pronounced Wheelhound. I also think you said his name wrong. Yeah, I did. But I didn't think he would talk unless I said it that way. (laughs) I wasn't. I was prepared to go entirely silent. Out of uh, Hartford, so a local brew, and it's got a very nice dog. I'm not really good with uh, breeds, or say species of dog. <laughs> and a beautiful <laughs> specimen. I don't know what kind of dog it is, but it's a... Well, let me take a look. It's a it nice dog. Looks, it looks like a basset hound. Mm, oh, I'm basset. Getting, yeah, I'm getting a combo. It's a mutt. That's what, <laughs> it's, a it's a hound. Kendall's just going to bark in the background. <laughs> it's one of those... Uh, uh, thanks, Kenny. From from yeah. one of the train capitals of the world, for, for Kendall over here, from Kansas City, Missouri... Early Riser Coffee Porter from Boulevard Brewing. I have from uh, California, I believe, from Stone, the Ruination Double IPA. Excellent. Do you like it? I don't know if I've had it before. So that's a no? I don't know yet. Ugh. Beer reviews come later. Yeah, it's true. All right. To- toast to Excellence. Um, our Toast of Excellence is, is less about an achievement this time. It's more about uh, sadness. <laughs> get well soon. Yeah, get well soon. Uh, toast of Excellence out to Zach Miller. I guess former starting tight end of the <laughs> Chicago Bears. If you didn't see, probably one of the more gross injuries we've seen in sports. Mm. It was pretty rough. Yeah, uh, coming down with a touchdown catch, or what was thought to be a touchdown catch against Should've the been. Saints. Uh, knee bent in the other direction, and uh, was immediately rushed to the hospital, where he had to undergo microscopic surgery. Almost lost his leg. Yeah, yeah he had severe orthopedic damage throughout his whole knee and tore the artery from the top of his knee to the end of his knee. It's pretty rough. It's a freak play, too. Yeah, yeah it was Get like a, it well was, soon. It wasn't necessarily a non-contact play, but it's not like there, there wasn't like it wasn't the someone on top of him. Down, yeah. It was contested. Yeah, it's tough. Thank you. Thank you for that. Terrible call, though. I appreciate it. Oh, is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, we're not going to talk about the call, though. It's, it's, it's literally insult to injury. We're not going to talk about the call <laughs> because I have to do a gross shot because of the call. <laughs> right. So, uh, Toast to Excellence to Zach Miller. We hope you get better soon and wish you the best.
Got a lot of clinking there. <laughs> Failed to open the beer. I'm the only one with a can. Yeah, and you're spilling everywhere as no, per usual. No, no, no. I did a good job. If you notice the top of this, you're not the only one with a hound. Yeah, their their specialty is the hound. I have a cock on mine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a nice porter cock. Ooh, porter cock. <laughs> porter cock. Now that's a species. <laughs> so, Kenny. Can we call you Kenny? Uh, if you must, but I have a suggestion. With the exception of Kenny and any type of orange soda, how about we put a list of names, you guys can come up with it, and we put them online and people can vote for my nickname. Is so that, wait, that Kenny Sunkis can't be in the list? No, we're do- no orange sodas. <laughs> No orange sodas. So wait, is, well, so Sunkist like, makes Sun a grape makes soda, yeah. also. So no, no company no, that makes no, it. No <laughs> that makes it. Like Kenny A and W. Kenny A and W. It's the and that really throws up the flow. So we could call you Kenny and A and W. Kenny and A and W. It really, it really hits the ear well. Yeah. So how is that? Is that a fair trade? If you guys want to have a nickname, you guys come up with something. We'll make the vote. If not a vote's come in, we pick. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe put, we'll, really put the pressure on the fans. I don't know how much <laughs> traffic will generate uh, from that, but we'll give it a shot. All right. And better yet, we'll do this way. If there isn't enough votes to to warrant a selection, we're gonna let Kyle pick. Ooh. We'll come up with them. The three of us will come up with them because he's not here, and then we'll let him pick. We won't let him know. Good. Very good. There was a couple we talked about uh, when we were just hanging out, and they were okay. Like we talked about the the Kenmore dryer. So I, I like can, the Kenmore dryer, so the machine washable and the, the Kenmore dryer. The counterpart. Uh, I like Kentucky. It's kind of like a country singer <laughs> hey, uh, hey, alias. No swing here. No swing. <laughs> we call you Kentucky Lightning. Oh, look at that. That's a, that's a beer reference of sorts. So we'll, will you guys come up with some names, and then we'll we'll take it to a vote. Now, seeing as how machine washable runs the, the social media aspect of the show, you really have all the power to put Kenny Sunkiss in the poll. <laughs> Then it's void. No, no, no there's, void. No, there's no void. There's no contract. There's a contract. It's, it's a want verbal it. contract. It. Verbal It'll be a write-in vote. I, <laughs> I provided a fair trade. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my question is going to... Well, you have to do the shot first. You got the, oh, you got yeah, the question yeah. wrong last time. You're just going to blow by that? Blow by the shot. Oh, Kyle's not here. I don't have to I, drink. I was on my soapbox. Just because Kyle outdrinks you doesn't mean that you don't have to drink. I want the listeners and fans to know that is not true. It is true. Now... Kendall, I, I, I think Kyle, he posed the question right. It was about a World Series strikeouts, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and we record, you know, so we, we've moved our recording date to, to Wednesdays. So as of, you know, we're really excited because right now we got, we're looking forward to game seven. It's moments mm. away. Yeah, so make sure you make sure you tune in. We're going to be doing a show about the postseason World Series recap thoughts and disappointments and achievements and whatnot. And I think, you know, not to not to delve into the show too much, but I think Kenny, Kenny, I think you were the only one who predicted this World Series, right? Yep. Dodgers Astros when yep. we did our, our show about way too early uh, postseason predictions. But here's the thing: he only picked Houston because they're in Houston. But <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I still predicted correctly. Can your nickname be Houston Sucks? No. Ooh, no. Ooh, that's about, on the about, list. Ooh, hold on. What about Kenny Gaddis? <laughs> well, if they win, maybe we could do. But listen, that's your guy's pick. <laughs> all right, Just, all right. the, the contract is no companies that make orange soda. <laughs> No, but does that mean that we they can't call you Kenny Coke? Because I'll Coke, go with Kenny Coke. But what Coke about Kenny Cokes? Phantom. Ooh, Phantom makes well, it's got to be a parent company then. <laughs> I'm going all the way. GE, <laughs> Disney. All right, uh, so your, your your trivia question. Okay, so my uh, trivia question has to do with uh, today's topic. What uh, is it? <laughs> uh, 
Riddler, would you like to give, give us the oh, topic? Oh, it's, it's, uh, if, you, if you remember, uh, four weeks ago, we did our end of the first quarter podcast on the first four weeks of uh, NFL football. And uh, so now we're we're about halfway through the season. We are, so yeah. it's the halftime report. So, Kendall, your question? From Peyton Manning's uh, MVP year in 2013, he threw 55 touchdowns. So I went and I looked to see how many touchdowns he threw by the halfway point during that season. So how many touchdowns do you think he threw by after the week eight mark? I'm going to say that after week eight, he had only thrown 21. I was going to say 23. I'm going to say 15. By week eight, he threw 29 all right, so Jeff loses. <laughs> so Jeff will be uh, dun, dun. but you're not alone. Souls will be joining you. Oh, on yeah, the souls, right? You know, it doesn't matter. Sick, birth of a child, taking a phone there call in no the middle excuses. of a podcast, traveling for work. You're not here. You do a shot. So you'll well, be joining. I'm actually surprised we don't skip more often. Really, I tell yeah. you, I think Kyle's drank more of that private stock than anybody. It's K Quick Souls. <laughs> K- <laughs> I've I've given him that nickname like like three weeks ago, and he loves it. Like I call K- him Quick like, Souls. Randomly. It's funny. I, I like to uh, just do a, a quick anecdote, you know, for the the fans, so they can really get a, a better inside look into the K Quick Souls lifestyle. So last week after we recorded, Kendall and I were sitting on the the couch editing the show, and Kyle was still hanging out, so he decided that he was going to start a random Pittsburgh Steelers franchise on my Madden and my my PlayStation. So he plays it. He puts the headphones on so we can listen to the show and edit it. Kyle puts on this R and B station. Now, first of all, as we all know, Kyle is deaf, so the music is so loud through the headphones that we can't hear the laptop that's right next to us. He now is mouthing out boys to men songs and flipping off the TV because he's throwing, like, 17 interceptions. <laughs> and it's, it was just the, one of the greatest Kyle Souls moments. It was a live look into what his life is all about, really. Because the funny thing is, is, like, those of us who know Kyle, he that's his exact, like, what he does alone at home. He's in his happy place. Yeah, he doesn't even, like, have... It's not like he listens to the music on his phone without his headphones. He still has headphones on. And he oh. just sits there, and he just, Madden, you know, is blaring at volume 43 on the TV, and he just... Pumps the R&B up so that it's louder. Now, was the hand in the pants? No, he's playing Madden, so two hands uh, in the controller. But he wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> his mouth was in his pants. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Jeff, are you excited? Do you get to do your gross shot? I get to do a gross shot right now. That's because, true. you know, Bears lost to the Saints, which was unfortunate. Unfortunately, it's a... a oh, no, you're getting the farmland animal. That's true. Uh, it, it sucks because it's, it's something we're really, we were able to really take advantage of and really aren't able to take advantage of because, you know, we all like teams in different NFC divisions or you get the, the Kendall yeah. and Kyle who like the AFC team. So I think, I think next year, I think we all have to pick teams within the same division to root for and, and just do shots all the time. We do the NFC West. We have no stake in that, really. Yeah. Mine's a ribeye. I don't. I got to do a private shot now. Do I got to do both. So uh, well, <laughs> you're going for both. Well, I have to. I made a terrible joke about ribeye uh, steak. Steak. Gotcha. Um, so I have to do both here. So I'm going to double fist these and just go one after the other. So you guys, you guys can chit chat. But I'm doing the the gross shot. We we substituted for the 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 farmland animal. We'll mm. call it the, the moo cow. Um, it's funny because it's got a panther on the bottle, but we can't <laughs> pronounce it, so we call it moo cow. And it's it's, it's cognac. So I'm going to do some Cognac, and then I'm going to do some Prime Stock. Cognac. In, in defense of the Moo Cow, it's not gross. It's just they have a, a vanilla version, which is far superior in almost every single way. <laughs> I mean, so, mix it with the, the Prime Stock. Yep. And you're, 
Yeah, so it's, it's, it's probably in the private stock yeah, for all we be. know. It might be. Could actually might be a nice refresher, the... really. <laughs> no, it's move. not. You yeah. can tell. Mouth is just on fire. Like, Paul does not look <laughs> super happy about what just happened. Well, you, you, the problem is, is I did the asshole version of this. I did the private stock after the $45 cognac. Big mistake. No, speak for yourself. You don't know what's in that, that private stock. There could be a $300 scotch in there. There isn't, but there could be. <laughs> so Kyle's not here, so I guess I'll do the pick em updates. So shout out to Kyle. I think Kyle's the first person in eight weeks of doing the pick He had a perfect record last week, 13 for 13. He was the only person on the on the show to pick Baltimore to beat Miami. And, you know, really looking back, we were all dumb to think Matt Moore could have got this done. Doesn't matter how bad the, the Ravens are. It, it was we were all dumb, yeah. we were dumb people. With that, uh, the perfect record, Souls has not moved alone into first place, but he is now tied for first. Jumped from third to first. Uh, Souls and I are sitting at sixty nine and thirty five. Yeah, that kid stinks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in third place, we have Machine Washable, a solid sixty four and forty. Kendall in fourth at sixty one and forty. And or, that's not right. That last. can't be true. Sixty one and and you know forty three. I think. And then Jeff Martin, our fearless, fearless last place contestant at 51 and 42. Big week for him, though. He jumped he jumped a decade. He's in the 50s now. And he's really, really making the gap between the 500 mark bigger. So good for him. He'll get I there. got Stev beat. Yeah, I don't know. Stev had a pretty good week. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I think he's got the highest winning percentage out of all of us. <laughs> well, sure. no, Kyle. He's got 1,000% last week in one week. I mean, we have to uh, No, you're right. Weeks. You're right. Come on. What are you thinking? Oh, no. I don't think. Oh, no. So, uh, halftime report. So, I think, I'm not sure, but I think Carrie Underwood's going to be on at some point. She's going to be yeah, singing we, our she's, song. She's getting ready. Yeah. yeah. She's putting she's putting on her, uh, her outfit, which is nude. She's um, singing our song. <laughs> which is just the national anthem. <laughs> what a woman. So, I thought you were talking about our intro, but it's just an instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, no. She could make the noises, I guess. <laughs> So uh, we'll start off with, you know, we just, the trade deadline was today, I believe, right? Or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yesterday. So uh, we, had some, we had some pretty decent trades kind of going yeah, down they the wire. That interesting. <laughs> as, as per usual, the Patriots always making their trade deadline move. They always seem to be moving somebody. And uh, this time it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Which was really weird. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo to the, the San Francisco 49ers for a second round pick. Really now, weird trade. Here's the thing. I don't think it's a weird trade. I think, they, I think they did the right move. thing. because So, yes, they could have gotten a first-round pick from Cleveland in the offseason. Multiple. But the, just this past offseason, they could have had multiple first-round picks. Right. But at the same time, you have to keep in mind, they didn't have a backup. So they would have had to go out and sign a backup. Well, they still had Brissett. Well, the thing is, is though, I don't, think, I don't think they had any intentions of hanging on to Brissett. They were shopping Brissett. So they have... You know, they have Garoppolo. Like, now is kind of the perfect time to trade him. Because, I mean, he was a, he knows the system. He's a perfect person to go up. If, you know, you, you need security. Tom Brady's playing great. He's a great quarterback. But he's 40. I mean, injuries happen. And you need to have that, that blanket. Now they have to go out and get a quarterback. They're lucky enough to have Hoyer on the market, who the 49ers released, who knows the system. Yeah. I believe that's finalized. Did they sign him? Yeah, they I signed him. Yeah. Into I actually, uh, the Packers tried to swoop in on him, is what I read, too. Yeah. But um, so but I mean he knows Patriot. he knows the New England system. He's won in New England. He's won games in New England. So I think so it was a the, very right, serviceable. Because you got to keep in mind too, really they didn't really get a second round pick. 
they're looking at it's either going to be yeah. it's either going to be the first or second pick in the second yeah. dra- second round of the draft because it's a battle between the Browns and the 49ers for who's going to be the worst team in football. And it really, you know, the Browns they whenever they win a game, they always weasel some weird victory out of the division. The, for the 49ers, I mean, right like this week might be their only opportunity, although they do play the Bears. So <laughs> It just—it wasn't weird that they traded. It was just a weird timing thing. I, I don't know why, especially someone like Belichick who stockpiles picks that he didn't take the multiple first rounders and go that route. It was just—it was just odd to me. Well, I think the thing was is they held on to Garoppolo for you know fear of maybe yeah, a Brady injury, yeah, kind of and gauging to see and, how Brady. You know, did. so now you know knowing you know because they didn't—they didn't trade him until Hoyer was released. Hoyer had been released before they got Garoppolo, so. It was it was almost simultaneous, but I'm pretty sure Hoyer was released first, technically. So, I mean, they knew they were getting Hoyer out of the deal. It might have been like a "Hey, we'll trade you Garoppolo, but you have to release Hoyer" type thing, you know, like a you know, like one of those unwritten things you can't really trade. Yeah, you know, instead of because now they can just sign him to a minimum contract. They don't have to give him whatever the 49ers were paying him. But the other thing too is is like. They had to trade him now because if they didn't trade him now, they probably never would have been able to. Oh no, that's what I mean. It, like that, it, it just seemed that they could have gotten a lot more if they traded him in the off season. I mean, I know it's going to work out for New England. They're going to draft someone. Well, I think you know. that's their their thought process. They they just <laughs> they don't need it. They're not worried. You know, I'll just wait till the Colts give up on Andrew Luck. I'm waiting for Garoppolo to join the list of Patriots backups that play horrible on other teams. Mm. Well, it's you know. Past has not been a good representation of him, so no. you're probably right. We'll see. We'll see. We got the big one too, and the Jeff's division, NFC South. Jeff, want to walk us through that one? No, okay. <laughs> but you're happy about it. <laughs> I am. I'm happy. Kelvin Benjamin. I wouldn't even say star receiver because he's been kind of a non-factor. For star the potential. Star potential for sure. Um, traded him over to the Bills. Really bolsters the Bills up, though. Definitely, if he can perform there, I think it'll be a good fit. Tyrod Taylor's been playing. I mean, I'd say he's playing good. He's not putting up huge numbers, but that's because he doesn't have that weapon. With Benjamin, we might see some more yards. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really good for them. Kind of weird for the Panthers to make that move. But I thought so too. I don't. But well, it is true though. He he hasn't really performed well, and especially in Olsen's absence, you'd think he'd be the guy to step up. Well, we kind of talked about it before we started recording too. Benjamin's just not the right fit for a yeah. Cam Newton ran offense. Cam Newton needs like like. Greg Olson runs, like, either deep routes or short routes, whereas, like, Benjamin is a route runner. So yeah. he runs, you know, like, the Brandon Marshall-esque routes type thing. He's not like an Odell Beckham Jr. who beats you with a speed over the middle type of guy. So it's like like Cam Newton, a quarterback who's so mobile and scrambles a lot and often creates his own offense, a really good route-running receiver isn't really his kind of thing. Like, Cam Newton would probably destroy every passing record in the book if he had, like, Deshaun Jackson and, like, Ted Ginn, oh, yeah. like as at the, on the same team, because they would just be just go down the field, and if anything, all it does is opens up the middle of the field for him to take off. Yeah, he averages, and we have to double check this, but between like thirty and forty yards rushing every game he plays in, it's ridiculous. I think it's tough too, because like uh, you know, the last two seasons are tough to judge Benjamin because Cam hasn't played super well. Yeah, you know, he right. had his MVP season, he looked great, and then last year he kind of fell off, and this year. He doesn't look like he did. Yeah. You know, he very up and down. I think he'll do good with Buffalo though, because Taylor doesn't take a lot of big risks. He doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, he's got a great running game there too. Yeah. I think he could he could mesh well there. I'm really shocked to find out that T. Y. Hilton didn't go anywhere. 
That that was probably yeah. my biggest my biggest takeaway from the trade line, trade deadline was not the trades that happened, but that T. Y. Hilton hasn't gone anywhere. I mean, I know that when he's with Andrew Luck, it, it's like a really lights out combo, but he's not happy with the way things are happening in Indianapolis. I mean, he's voiced it. He's not happy with, you know, forget Andrew Luck, but he's not happy with the defense. He's not happy with, like, it's just an aging team in all the wrong areas, and it's getting youthful in the areas where there's no mentorship. And so I'm, I'm kind of surprised because a team, you know, that really for a little while seems like it's going to be at a division that's continuously up for grabs could have gotten a lot for somebody of T.Y. Hilton's caliber. Yeah, I, I saw the Colts were looking to move Moncrief. Which I, the same thing you were saying, I thought was kind of weird. That why hold on to Hilton? You know, you can get a king's ransom for him. You know, a contending team would have given up almost anything for him. Yeah, I'm just saying. Imagine the Bills don't get Benjamin and they trade, you know, better, higher picks or whatever for T. Y. Hilton. I mean, T. Y. Hilton would be a great option in Buffalo for Tyrod Taylor because he can sling the ball and he's mobile, but you know, he's pass first. What about Washington too. Yeah, I mean, struggling with their receivers. Yeah, well, he would have been great in Washington. There's plenty of teams that probably would have been willing to. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things, you know, the Colts said, we'll trade Hilton for the right price. And a lot of times when teams say that, you know, it means it's not the right price. It's the, the steal price. Like, yeah, yeah, we'll trade you Hilton, but we, what want, we do at the car dealership. Yeah, we want three <laughs> first round picks. You know, they want call too much. for price. <laughs> I t- I, I'm surprised too. like you're, you guys are naming teams like the Eagles are looking to load up. You know, Jeffrey's there, but he's only signed for one year. Hilton could have been, you know, more of a long-term yeah. picture for them. Yeah, well, I mean, the Eagles... I think they trust, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, Nelson Aguilar, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely coming to his own. He was pretty bad the last two seasons. But you got to see, like, a lot of the teams with these high-powered offense have the tandem. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think it, I think the Eagles, you know, you talk about the Eagles loading up, and, and I think the Eagles kind of have figured Carson Wentz, he's been throwing the ball all over the field. So people are catching it. It might not be Alshon Jeffrey being the star that he's capable of being, but he's making an impact. He had oh, a good absolutely. game, you yeah. know, he had a good couple games this season. Absolutely. And, you know, once they get to the red zone, it's pretty Zach much, it's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much lights too. out for Zach Ertz. So I think they, you know, I think they did the right move in bolstering up their team because they went out and got Jay Ajot, who's, yeah. you know, a running back that can help them in those situations, you know, because you look at it, I mean, Smallwood's not really getting the job done with Sproles out for the season and probably ending his career. Damn. It's tough, you know, when you have, you know, they're having success, but you can only have so much success when you have to throw the ball in three downs. And Blunt is also very one-dimensional. He just runs straight and runs over people. He's a power back. He's really only an end zone threat. And I mean, you know, Ajayi I don't think is like one of the top-end elite running backs, but that was such a steal of a trade. Any team would have made that. Any team would have made that trade. You give up a fourth-round pick for a, a running back that just came off a Pro Bowl year. That's like a no-brainer. I think that the Eagles just stole it. Power back, one-dimensional. Yeah, I has Jerome Bettis just... ever hurdled over defenders? He has. a power back. He has. Would you call him one-dimensional? The gear once th- hurdled over people, too, though. That's what I'm saying. I think Jerome Bettis is going to be the guy to lower his shoulder rather than jump over. Not to say he hasn't done it, but he's the, you know, he's the big guy. He's not going to... That was also when that was... The hey, run, I'm just saying. Different, I different NFL. And we can't crown a guy for having one good season, and I won't well, do it. But, I don't know, but the thing is, is like, LeGarrette Blount, I'm not saying that he's not traditionally a red zone guy, power back type third down guy, but I mean, in his time in the NFL, he's had 2,000 yard seasons, and 
you got to keep in mind the majority of his time is suspension. Well, he's, he's also played, you know, a good chunk of his career in New England, a team that very regularly features dual backs, if not triple backs in a game. And, you know, in some of those seasons, he still got over the 700 mark. I mean, he was a thousand yard rusher in his first year in the league. He was just under 800 in his second year in the league. I mean, it's just, yes, he has plenty of years where he does have only, we'll call it two to 300 yards. There's three or four of them, but I don't know if he's just considered a power back. I don't know. That's that's a good argument to, to have. Asshole, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but I give him the credit where it's still. He he is talent. I don't know. I just he relies too much like in the red zone. If he's like the only you know the three down back, he doesn't play as well. I think a will outperform him. No, I'm, I won't dispute that, that in that sense. I don't. I don't think that it's not. A, he's, he can't be a three down back because he can be a three down back. He just be, he is as a player that he has to fit a specific system. New England fit him perfectly. He wasn't just the power back in New England. I mean, he had did two years in New England where he rushed for over eight hundred yards. Well, he's coming off and, eighteen touchdowns too. So picture yeah. him now with with a there. Ajay takes most of the snaps, maybe. He comes in the red zone fresh. It's going to be a lot of touchdowns well, there. That, that's what I mean. Like, Ajay can probably, I, I think, can catch better out of the back. Blunt isn't like a receiving running back. which Just is, receives those fines and suspensions. <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's such a big deal now in the NFL yeah. where these running backs, <laughs> you know, are catching the ball more. You look at, like, Le'Veon Bell and David John, they're catching, you know, 10 passes a game catching the IR I'll just keep his spot a little <laughs> yikes but you know Blunt Blunt can't do that I think Ajayi will be able to step in he'll be able to take you know run routes out of the backfield and be able to run the ball so what's it do Ladera Blunt's on pace for 800 yards this season which I mean like I know we've come so so accustomed to like looking at players that reach a thousand yard mark but like in a, in a primarily passing world where he's not a receiving back I mean 800 yards is not just like a like no, that's what I mean. Move. Like, he, I don't think he's just a power back. He has talent, but he definitely is a power back who is a red zone threat. But I don't think that's his only serviceable option. I think he's very quick on his feet. You don't a get a thousand back. yards only rushing in the end zone. It doesn't happen. Well, he he was a, a featured back, and like I mean, in order to have that many yards, you got to be having a lot of carries. They're giving you know two back system or not. If you're giving the ball, you know, if he's getting you know twenty touches a game. He's gonna rack up. He's gonna rack up yards. It's it's how it is, you know. So I'd, I'd like to look into that to see how many, you know, carries he was getting during that period of time. Because, I mean, I, I could rush for, you know, 1,000 yards on 500 carries. He rushed for, last year he rushed for 1,000 yard, yards on 290 carries. So that's kind of in the wheelhouse of, you know, the normal. I mean, he averaged four yards a carry. That's not what a power back does. I'm just saying, I'm, I, I get what you're saying. 90% of the time he's your third down back red zone threat. But a thousand yards, even if it's only twice, I mean, he hasn't played that long. You know, a lot of it is on him. Why people wouldn't think that he's more than just a power back? I mean, he's had horrible on-field issues, off-field issues. He's just—it's just Kenny Sunkiss hating the Patriots. No, I, I well, you all remember he also walked out on the Steelers too. Yeah. So that probably. I see him as almost like a Brandon Jacobs. He needs that tandem, you know, when he's just the guy that's just got to get you the few yards, you know, in the red zone. Of he's great at that. There's no denying that. But I don't think he's a good standalone featured running back all right that's fair that's fair all right moving on because we're just going to argue about this the whole show all right so we're at the halfway point of the season we talked about you know hot and not teams you know through the first four weeks so some teams have continued that some teams have fallen off we've got teams that are starting to get hot so right now teams who's hot and who's not mock who's hot the eagles i mean coming into the season um 
you know, a lot of people were kind of sleeping on the Eagles, didn't think they were going to do too much, and right now they're the best team in the NFL. They have the best record. They they look great. I mean, they're flying high. Oh God, <laughs> Wentz. I mean, Wentz is playing like an MVP quarterback right now. It's as a Giants fan, it's hard to watch, but it's it's also fun to watch. You know. All right, Jeff. Who do you who do you have that's that's not right now? Who's not? Hmm. I don't. I don't mean this <laughs> to hurt you, but the Giants are not. Listen, you, we covered this at the quarter point. I, <laughs> we could just keep covering it. So I'm not going <laughs> to ramble too much. But they had really high expectations. Big time. Their defense has. I mean, their defense hasn't played horrible, but they just can't put it together at all. Injuries. It's just a bad, bad year to forget about. All right, Kendall, who's hot? I think the Chiefs are still hot. They've dropped two games in a row. But the defense is still playing phenomenal. They force turnovers. Smith uh, still yet to throw an interception. Yeah, his wide receiver has more picks than he does. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, he he only has one turnover. He he fumbled the ball. But I mean, playing Alex Smith football, playing Chiefs football, uh, still a hot team despite the two losses in a row. The Chiefs only have two turnovers. Yeah. Keep that in mind. They only have two turnovers, yeah. and one of them came on the first play of the season. And you know, then pretty much I think that, that fueled he gonna, him. He was like, "Yep, yeah. did, that's did not good." Did he lose that fumble though? He, he, he fumbled on his yeah. first run against the Patriots. So then they have three turnovers. No, I think they only. Oh yeah, three oh, turnovers because the pick. Yeah, yeah. Hill threw a pick. Yeah, way to really emphasize that in there. That's like a stab at Kyle for not being here. <laughs> his fantasy guy. Look at machine washable. Just you know. What do you mean? Dumping loads. Well, who's a not hot team? Uh, I'm gonna have to go ahead and say the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Um. Again, kind of rolling off what Jeff said, injury really plays the majority of the part in this. But I still don't know that they would be considered hot, even with Rodgers. Great quarterback, don't get me wrong, MVP candidate every year. But, you know, the receivers are not, they're not aging because, I mean, Jordy Nelson's the only one that's on the older side. But the receivers, I mean, to me, like Adams is the only one that's really looked as good this year as he has last year. Martellus Bennett has been nothing but a disappointment on that offense. The offensive line has struggled throughout the whole season with or without Rodgers. They have pretty much no run game going on for them, and their defense is not what it used to be. Um, you know, that's that's the real disappointment on that Packers team is that the defense, it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to look like an MVP-type quarterback every single season when you consider that he's going to be playing either behind or to, you know, at least keep with their opponents if their defense is going to let up. So you got to be loving that, by the way. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Hunley. Big fan of him. <laughs> as long as he keeps losing, that's all that matters to me. Go Lions. Um, so we'll do one more one more kind of around the horn on the team. So we'll reverse it this time. Kendall, who's not hot? Uh, for me, uh, Washington Redskins. I think there was a, a lot of hype for them to, you know, possibly battle the Cowboys. But uh, Kirk Cousins really has no one to throw to. Uh, they thought Pryor was going to step up coming off on a 1,000-yard season. They don't even use him. It, they don't even use him. It, it's it was such a waste. But I mean, Cousins, you know, he's holding out on the ball too long. He's taking needless sacks. They're just in the, the and defense. They keep giving the ball to Rob Kelly. Yeah, they just they can't instead of their stud and Thompson. Yeah, they should be playing a lot better than they are, and you know they're just going nowhere quick. Jeff, it's true. Who's hot? Who dat? <laughs> Knew this was coming. Knew this was coming. <laughs> oh yeah, he set him up for it. I mean, they're they're coming off five straight wins. The Saints. For those of you that don't follow the Houdat train, the Houdat. I'm just going to keep this bottle near me. God, it's, it's almost empty. Just get one of your kids' nipples and throw it on there. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> so, you look at the Saints. They're always known for putting points up. They've been more of a managing team, I'd say, this year, and our defense has stepped up 
at numerous occasions. I mean, they're getting turnovers, they're scoring touchdowns. It's just all coming together, and I hope to keep that going. It's funny because, I mean, after like the first couple of weeks, everyone's saying like they had the worst passing defense in the yep. league. Like everyone, you know, in fantasy, play everybody against the Saints. And now you got to look at me like, ah, they're actually playing really well. <laughs> and I always say back in the Super Bowl, it's not that we had that great of a defense, but we got turnovers. That's they it. made aggressive plays, turnovers and we scored games. more than they did. And that's what we're doing this year. That's hopefully what we keep doing. Mark, who's not hot? Uh, for me, it's the uh, Atlanta Falcons. I mean, they're coming off. What a day for me. <laughs> they're coming off, you know, a Super Bowl season last year. Um, this year, they, they just don't look like a complete team. I don't know. Julio Jones, I don't think, has a touchdown yet. Just one. Does he have one? Yep, he had one on Monday night um, against the Patriots. But, I mean, they just don't look like a Super Bowl caliber team. Correction, Sunday night football. All right. Um, Saved yourself on the private <laughs> side. Saved myself from the souls move. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, um, you know. The Super Bowl hangover, a lot of teams get that. But everyone was expecting the, you know, Matt Ryan to keep rolling. Everyone keep no, going. <laughs> and they just don't look intimidating like they did last year. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Ball. Who's hot? Now, I'd like to double dip if that's possible. Absolutely. Can I, can I do two say the Packers? No. <laughs> uh, no. They're You've earned yourself some private stock, sir. <laughs> um, take the private stock. You're d- terrible. That you would even mention that. Um, I'm going to do two teams, um, and I'm going to win a lot of love from the other side of the table on this one. The Buffalo Bills and yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills are, you know, sitting at, I think, five and two because they've had their bye. They're a half game out on the Patriots. They got a big game this week against a division opponent. They win. They're still tied with the Patriots for first, which is who the hell thought yeah. Buffalo was doing that. little fun fact for you on this one, too. Uh, their leading receiver is LaShawn McCoy. Who has wow. 18 more receptions than the next guy on the list? Who is Charles <laughs> Clay, who hasn't played in two weeks? So, active wise, receiving or tight end wise, their leading receiver is Jordan Matthews with 15 receptions for 193 <laughs> yards at the halfway point That's of the nuts. season. And their touchdown leader is Andre Holmes, who only caught 11 passes and has three touchdowns. So, did Kelvin Benjamin just become their like leading receiver? So let's let's throw <laughs> this into the mix real quick. They have nobody, but they're winning. Their defense is playing great, but they're not playing shutout. Football, they're not, you know, they're not creating, you know, they're creating the most turnovers. I think they have as of right now. Last time I checked, it was a plus thirteen in the the turnover differential, which is insane at the halfway point of the season. Like a hide, right? That's the, uh, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's but, on the Bills now. But they're yeah. not. But they're not playing. You know, like they're not playing defense that's going to like absolutely win them games. It's keeping them in them and helping them win. Big but turnovers too. They're not committing offensive turnovers, which is huge, and they've got a stud at running back. And Tyrod Taylor is playing good football, even if he's not showing it statistical wise. Same concept. We're going to the Pittsburgh Steelers, much like Jeff talked about with the Saints. People are like writing them off, off a defense, blah 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 blah. Steelers defense is one hundred percent the reason that they're five and two. Ben Roethlisberger has been stagnant. The offense as a whole has been somewhat stagnant. I mean, Brown's been playing somewhat out of his mind but it's also because until you know the recent exposure of this juju smith kid you know he's been the only person he's throwing it to bell hasn't looked like bell i mean he's playing good but he's not playing Le'Veon bell style football they're giving a lot of carries yeah that's why he's getting all the yards yeah he's running the ball 35 times a game right and but their defense is playing fantastic and maybe it has something to do with the touchdown celebrations i don't know but you know, you you look at the stats offensively for Ben Roethlisberger. 
You know, you, you, you'd be an unfortunate person like myself to own him in fantasy football. <laughs> you look at, you know, Le'Veon Bell's, you know, totals and whatnot. You don't see them at 5-2 and two in my book. And they're sitting there pretty atop the AFC North looking like they're going to pretty much run away in the conference it. too, right? Yep. Yeah, 3-0. and um, Not a bad 3-0. It's funny because like, or three now. Three the Yes, we play the Bengals. Okay. Yep. It's funny because like last season the Steelers secondary was kind of bad. Like they were getting thrown on a lot. They were bad. They weren't they, kind of bad. <laughs> they no, were they're playing good. But I mean now you know they brought in Joe Hayden. I don't Great know. Man. I don't know any other corners if they brought him in. Well, let me Kendall put this into perspective. Right. You know, William Gay is now like our fourth corner on the depth chart, which is is a a guy. He plays the nickel now, no? Or uh, yeah, you know, there, slot he's in. older, so they yeah. kind of just been, you know, wherever. Yeah. Here's the thing: I think Kendall can attest to it. I think the reason the secondary is not—they're not creating like a, a, a plethora of interceptions or anything like that, or forced fumbles. Good coverage, you know, though, you know what they're doing, and, and coverage too. But besides the thing, and Kendall's a big advocate, they're tackling, which yes, is something yeah. the Steelers' secondary yeah. has never done. They don't. Palomalu forever was pretty much and Ike Taylor were like the only surefire tacklers on those teams. Ryan Clark would tackle well, but, you know, it took him 10 years to get to you. Yeah. So they're tackling, which is huge, because the Steelers, they were burned on big plays all the time. They'd miss tackles, and somebody would rip off a 62-yard receiving touchdown. Now, you know, sure, they're letting up on 24-yard passes, but they're not playing aggressive. They're just tackling the player down, and then they're stuffing the run. They're, they're playing, and their defense looks fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're not getting burned. They're, they're right with everybody. They Finally, the, the defense is kind of young. Yeah, you know, where it seems like they only have to rush four or five guys. Well, it's funny, and like, they still get pressure on the, every quarterback they faced. James Harrison doesn't even play every game. No, like, they, he's healthy, scratched a lot, and they, when he plays, then he gets like three, four sacks. Yeah, they rest him, which I think is great. I know <laughs> you guys. Oh, I know Paul wish he was playing more, but yeah, <laughs> Deba, I love seeing him out there. <laughs> but, but he he's only getting a few snaps, and he's he's rested and he's ready, he's just tearing through the, the line. Yeah, it, it's it's. Debo. Debo. We should get some gear. You guys got to check out his, uh, his Instagram. Instagram. Insane. Yeah. In the off season, it's all working out. It's kind of softened down from the working out. Now it's a lot of advertising for Debo gear. <laughs> but you can also, you can win like tickets and stuff by advertising. And the Debo gear is great because it's just his face pretty much and just says Debo. And what a scary face it is. <laughs> oh, he's frightening. I'll never forget. I forgot who they played the game we went to and he was just alone in the tunnel for that moment that was, was, the Ravens. Ja- was it the Ravens no I was frightened yeah <laughs> I was, I, watching I the was scared sitting in the nosebleeds <laughs> on the other end of the stadium I a grown man shat himself that <laughs> lone Sunday afternoon so you know teams teams get hot teams you know cool off but sometimes you have a great team that has players that don't play well necessarily Buffalo no outstanding people but sometimes you have teams that don't play well that have a player that really sticks out. So we'll kind of go around the horn, same type of deal. So, Mock, can you name a player who's hot? Um, I mean, the first player I thought of is playing on a good team, and it's Carson Wentz. Right now I think he's the front runner to be this year's MVP. He looks unbelievable. In the pocket, he's just, like, poised. He can move. He's making throws. He's not really turning the ball over. He's playing great. Jeff, who's not? Who's not? Well, we touched on it earlier, but Martellus Bennett is not. You thought, given Aaron Rodgers and his success passing the ball to a variety of different receiving options, you'd think he would have put good numbers up, but he's been stagnant all year, just dropping passes, not really getting involved the right way. Just a no-show for the most part. I think it's playing in the NFC North. 
<laughs> I think that's what it, he didn't do well for the Bears. He didn't do well. No. He's not doing well for the Packers. Played great when he was in Dallas. Talent. Played yeah, great in the Giants. Played the great right in New system, England. I wish the Giants never got rid of him. So Kendall, who's who's hot? Who's hot? And I'm gonna I'm gonna get some laughs on this, but I'm gonna give it to Cameron Brait. <laughs> he, <laughs> he he's getting you know you know roughly you know three to four receptions a game, and you know he. A lot of touchdowns. He's getting in the end zone. He's he's like the number one guy they're looking for, and he reels him in. And you know, Tampa Bay has been playing extremely well, but he's a big reason for why they've won games. So. Oh yeah. I'm surprised are are Paul's doing a? I'm surprised you didn't go with Juju Smith Schuster there. Um, I, I could have went that route, <laughs> but I'm a big break guy. <laughs> Paul. I almost had to do a shot. I, I stopped myself from saying something that would have given me a shot. <laughs> oh, nah, I just say it. Uh, I was just going to say, he's great. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are jealous that you didn't think of that. <laughs> well, uh, that might be a shirt. We should look that up. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, you guys heard of 500 we level? We can reach out to his Twitter. <laughs> have you guys heard of 500 level clothing? They, you no, see one Instagram so. once in a while? They do like those, like, those like penny tee type shirts. And mm. they, like you see players, like a lot of players wear them. Because hmm. they make shirts and players will go out and buy their own shirts and stuff because they just love them. And they have, some of them have like funny stuff or whatever. But like like Antonio Brown, they made one last year that had Brown doing the twerking in the end zone. <laughs> and it just said TD celebration on it or something like that. It was, it's interesting. It's interesting. So uh, this private stock's going to be fantastic. So, well, when you come back from that, Delicious shot. Uh, do you have a player that's not hot? Yeah, me right now. Um, <laughs> that was rough. Uh, player who's not hot. Um, it's funny. I'm gonna probably like it's tough. I want to say Mitch Trubisky. That's that's what I want to say, but I'm not going to. It's early. It's early yet. And the re- well, the reason I'm not going to is because this past game against the Saints was the first time they really let him open up, and he threw 30 pass attempts. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and you know, I mean, he's not hot for a reason. It's Trevor Simeon. Um, he lost his starting starting job as of today, I believe. They announced that Brock Osweiler yeah. will be starting their Week Eight matchup. But um, you know, he started off the season fantastic, and then just took the biggest dive into the deep end with cinder blocks attached to both feet. He is. Missing throws, he looks scared in the pocket, and there, you know there there's times where he has almost no rush on him, and he he's throwing the ball five yards to the left of his receiver. It's just he's not looking good, and it's you know he lost his starting job. And honestly, I don't think it's coming back because if if Osweiler fails to show that he can be the guy, then I, it's time to bring Paxton Lynch in for the long haul. Well, it was probably going to be Lynch as the start, but he's hurt right now. Got a shoulder? Yeah, he's still not able to play. I think that's the only he's, reason why Brock is playing. Practicing. He's cleared to play. He's, he's cleared he, to play. He's. I think he's suiting up this week. I think. I think he's going to be the backup to Osweiler. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. So we'll you know reverse it again. So Kendall, who's not hot? Uh, not hot. Uh, I'm going to probably stick with the Broncos route. I'm going to go with uh, Demarius Thomas. Um, it's tough to call who's the number one there, but uh, him or Sanders. I think. Well, it's him now because Sanders is hurt, but... Right, and he's a guy that was taking over games two or three years ago, and we haven't seen that, and let this year, you know, it's the same. And I think there's one person that... Simeon is under a lot of pressure, but he's not getting open either. So it's just a... not hot. Jeff, who's hot? Well, how about Paul Richardson? Seattle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seahawks. I mean, they kind of don't – I'd say Doug Baldwin's their go-to guy. 
they don't have that great of a receiving core on paper, but if you really look at Paul Richardson, he's got five touchdowns on 22 receptions. 50% of their receiving core every year is undrafted for yeah. agents. He's just been making big plays. He's averaging a ton of yards per game. Um, let me check. Yeah, 374 yards on 22 catches. That's pretty insane. Wow. And as we saw, if you watch the Houston game, where Russell Wilson looked pretty locked in, he was targeted a lot. He picked up a couple 20-yard receptions. Yeah, he played good. And he's someone to look out for. Yeah. So, Mark, who's not hot? Terrell Pryor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this guy, with the Browns last year, had 1,000 yards receiving. He looked great in Cleveland. Remember when he's a quarterback? Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, Washington brought him in. Now you got Kirk Cousins, who likes to throw the ball. Pretty accurate passer. You have Terrell Pryor, who showed he was a good receiver with no quarterback. And they don't even use him. He He gets maybe a target a game. It's just horrible. It was just a waste season for him. I hope wherever he goes, as long as it's not like the Patriots, he plays well <laughs> next year. Ooh, he could be the next quarterback there. Backup quarterback, starting <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> they like that. They already have that in Edelman, though. Yeah. Back some like 1950s. <laughs> yeah, but, see, but prior, prior <clears throat> it could be an actual backup quarterback, whereas like Edelman's just an emergency quarterback. <laughs> and he's you know not really doing much at home this season, so that could be a good pickup. It could be. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do my hot. It's going to hurt me to say it, but I'm going to go ahead and say Jarek McKinnon for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, ever since you know he got that, that starting job, um, he's pretty much just been the guy. Um, he looked really good the past few weeks. Uh, there was a lot of speculation as to what was going to happen after uh, Cook went down. You know They were going to do the split carries between Murray and McKinnon, and McKinnon came out in the first game of that and absolutely blew the doors open and has kind of been running lights out ever since. He he kind of became the running back they've been waiting for him to be. Yeah, I mean, this past week they, play, they played the Browns in London. I think he only finished like in the 50s for rushing yards, but he tacked on 75 yards receiving. And in the NFL these days, that's, I mean, that's what a running back does for you. So yeah. He had a touchdown too, didn't he? Yeah, but... I don't really count touchdowns to define a successful running back. Oh, no, I'm just saying he did that so shut and he it, also Mark. had a touchdown. Shut it. You're done. All right, so we're going to go around the horn again one time. Fantasy teams. We all have them on your fantasy team. Over the past four weeks, the second quarter of the season, who's been a fantasy stud that's broken out for you? Uh, for me, Doug Baldwin. Uh, he's put together a couple games. Uh, you know, I'm never good with the, the points on the top of my head, like, you know, what reception's worth and whatnot, but he's given me uh, in the upwards of, like, 17 points a game, you know. So he's been my guy. I think we all know who Jeffs is. Yeah, I mean, I started the season with Drew Brees, my favorite quarterback, traded him because Deshaun Watson has just took over the scene as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think he's tied for the most touchdowns. Uh, He pretty much averages like 40 points fantasy-wise a week. He gives you at least 50 yards on the ground. He's throwing a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards. Yeah, he's out there slinging. He's doing good work. Uh, my, my fantasy stud, at least over the last few weeks has been, uh, Marvin Jones, um, little weak at receiver this year, <laughs> but I mean, the last couple of weeks he's put up at least 13, I think this past week he went over a hundred yards and you know, he's been looking good. Guy can sing too. <laughs> he's been looking good, especially, you know, Golden Tate's been hurt. So he's been the guy in Detroit and Stafford loves to throw it. So he's been, he's been pretty good for me. You not Terrell Pryor. 
No, Terrell oh. Pryor, <laughs> that's going to sting for a while. Mine's Philadelphia's defense. Uh, not not in our, our friend league that we do, but I, in a different league I'm in. Uh, I picked up Philadelphia's defense after week four. Uh, just for matchup purposes, and they've been they've scored me like like thirty eight points over the course of four weeks, which is that's that's way more than you can ask for from a defense to average a, you know close to ten points a, a week. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and take that route. I mean, like Jeff last week got really lucky with the the Ravens defense, but that's kind of how it goes though. It's like yeah. you just get lucky week to week, yeah. unless you know there's very few defenses worth hanging on to all week long, and not dropping on a bye week. You know, you think of teams like Seattle. And Houston when they're healthy, but for the most part, kickers and defense they're, defenses, they're expendable. You, you kind of just yeah, whatever. And so Philadelphia's Eagle, Philadelphia Eagles defense, thumbs up for me. <laughs> um, so you know, Mock kind of touched on it earlier with his his idea. So we'll start off with him. But we're halfway through the season. It's never too early to start thinking about MVP candidates based off play. A lot of things can change. You know, we did, if we did this at the four week mark, you know. Think names like Trevor Se- Trevor Semyon could have very well been in contention. He was playing pretty well, but not the case now. So at the halfway point, who's your early MVP candidate? As a Giants fan, it hurts, but it's Carson Wentz. I don't even think there's anyone. I mean, Deshaun Watson can make a case, but I think Wentz is playing lights out football. Wentz is my guy as well. Played very well. Can't do that. He picked Wentz. You got to pick somebody else. I mean, I just don't. I'd have to find, I'd have to look and find somebody that I feel. Cameron Bree. <laughs> that would be something. A tight end for MVP? Yeah. Has that ever happened? I don't think so. We have to look that up. But to Jeff? my knowledge, no. I think it, it's so tough because I want to sit here and say Carson Wentz, but I'm going to have to go. Oh, man. I'm blanking on his name. Good. That's how valuable he is. DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> DeMar DeRozan, yes. <laughs> no, I know. What are we talking? Team, team, position. What do we got? Let's help you out. This yeah. beer's really doing. Yeah, we're, we're, we're we're here for you to the end. <laughs> uh, Kareem Hunt. There we go. Yeah. I, oh, okay. I kept struggling. With, I was saying Dalvin in my head. I was like, no, <laughs> that's the other guy. Um, I mean, he's killing it both receiving wise, running wise, and I think if the Chiefs continue to lose, maybe he falls out of that. But I think he's going to keep producing, and you know, I think he's got a very good chance at that. So to, if, like Paul said, when we did this at the four week, I would have agreed with you wholeheartedly. But the last few weeks, he's playing well, but he's kind of cooled off. Well, yeah. you know, he's still playing well. There, there's no doubt about it. But he, you know, I think he kind of dropped out of the MVP, thing, at least over the last four weeks. You know, these last, next eight weeks, though. he can. I think he could. He can rev back up. Absolutely. And that's what the Chiefs are going to need if they want to get back. Oh, absolutely. Out of this little funk they're in. Paul, Alex Smith, mm. and. I think if this conti- if the season continues to play out the way it should, the way it does, it looking like it's going to now, um, I don't really give two shits about what Carson Wentz does offensively. Alex Smith deserves to be the MVP. You know, MVP is deemed you know the most valuable person to your team. Don't get me wrong, Carson Wentz throwing all the touchdowns, but if Alex Smith goes the whole season and you know throws the you know thirty touchdowns he's on pace for and doesn't throw an interception, game over. You won your team every game they played. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter how many touchdowns you throw. If you don't throw an interception on the whole season as a starting quarterback, it's over. I mean, he's top five in touchdowns. He's top. He's second in yards. I think he's third in touchdowns. He's top five in twenty plus yard passes. He's right after, right out of the top five in forty yard passes. He's rushing the ball better than he ever has, and he hasn't thrown a pick. That's huge. 
how many games are lost by on one possession? No, a season, right? And that's all it takes. So, but that's mine. And he's got a ton of weapons around him too to help him. Finally, yeah. Everybody, you know, remember thinking like, "Oh, Jeremy Macklin's the guy." Now, I, t- I tell you, if he gets MVP, 49ers fans are just going to keep kicking themselves for letting him go. Yeah, well, they should. They they absolutely should. And then, here's the thing: I, I I know Colin Kaepernick was hot at the time, and he turned out to you know for that year and like the year after that was a very good quarterback for them. He fell off, um, had a real hard fall off, but at the end of the day, Alex Smith was playing great football going into that. He was. So. With that, we're halfway through as well. Early Super Bowl predictions. Kendall, who do you got? I'm sticking with New England-Dallas. I think Dallas Gross. is going to muster it up, huh? I think so. Um, I think, you know, Dak can you know move the ball very well, and uh, he's making good decisions. What if Zeke serves his six, uh, I think, which you know, he is right now? That's going to be a huge hit, but I think Dak will step up. And uh, in a division that will be dominated by the Eagles, I think – Dallas will catch a hot wind, and they'll ride in the wild card spot. And a hot wind, a hot wind. I mean, sports has proven it. I mean, you know, in, in that MLB, the Red Sox and Indians were like prime suspect fact of this. You know, it's all about when you get hot. The Eagles are hot now. Oh, absolutely. So you know, if this hot streak continues to week fourteen and fizzles out after that, you know, they're looking at you know first playoff game elimination possibly. So you know, it all depends. And you said, I mean, it's only week eight. If even if Zeke does do a six game suspension if the cowboys can muster four and two they get him back that's that's a big it's a big it's a big up we'll see what happens that's true jeff i'm going with a game that just happened and it was a a great game i'm saying houston versus seattle all right i think you got two very similar style offenses um i think right now seattle you get the seattle might get the edge for defense with all the injuries with houston but i mean who knows, towards the end of the year, guys might come back. They also have the playoff experience as yeah. a unit, yeah, for the most part. But they also have made their blunders. Right. So, I mean, I, it, it would be fun. I, that's what I want to see. It would be fun. It could be Houston's year in sports, just like it was Cleveland's. Mm-hmm. 86 Browns, obviously. <laughs> Mark, who you got? Right now at the halfway mark, I say the Kansas City Chiefs. And the New Orleans Saints. Wow, that'd be a very good game. It'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Do you have reasons, or are you just that's just your gut? I mean, the Eagles are the hot team right now, but very little playoff experience. Pretty much on that whole team. You know, the the Saints have Drew Brees. They've gotten in there. He's gotten it done before, and you know he he's played that extended season. And the Chiefs look like the best team in the AFC to me. I don't care what the And the last did. time we won five games in a row was actually the last season. I think it was 2013 we went to the playoffs. And we haven't been there since, so who knows? Um, I think – I do think Philadelphia's hot streak comes to an end, but I think they still find a way to, to weasel their way into the Super Bowl, and I think they lose to Kansas City. That'd be really fun to watch. Everything we said sounded <clears throat> like a pretty good game to yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah, you say that until Kansas City shuts out Philadelphia. <laughs> 13 to nothing. Or shuts out New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Reed I almost down. would rather not make the Super Bowl <laughs> than lose, because right now we're sitting at 1-0. Let's keep it that way. Now, we'll win another. So here, here's a fun one. We, I know we're running out of time, but I'd like to do this real quick. Um, 
you can give quick reasons if you want to, but not for standings purposes. I mean, you, you can pick two teams that are playing really well. Obviously, that kind of bolsters into what the standings are. But what two teams would you really like to see go at it in the Super Bowl? What do you think would really make for a good game? So I, I loaded the question up, so I'll, I'll start it while you guys take a second to think. Okay. I've got Buffalo and the L.A. Rams. I think that would be a really good game, too. Offenses powered by big name running backs that aren't really deep at receiver and don't really have quarterbacks that are making great, great plays, but defenses that are causing turnovers and offenses that aren't committing them. I think it'd be a really, really good defensive battle. And I think it could be one of the few Super Bowls, you know, one of the few scoring Super Bowls in history. I think it'd be I think it'd be a real good bout. I um I'd like to see Seattle and New England round two. I think that'd be a great matchup. The storylines would be everywhere. It would it would just be a lot of fun to watch them duke it out again. Hopefully with a much different result. It'd well, I mean, fun. in that case, let's just say Oakland and New England. Give Marshawn Lynch, Marshawn Lynch that goal stand. <laughs> the Seattle Audible. Jeff, who do you got? I'd like to see Pittsburgh versus Seattle. I think that'd be a very, very well-fought game. Young offense, Seattle young offense, old defense, working against a young defense with an old offense. That'd be good. That'd be good. Well, that'd be interesting because, you know, Seattle, like, prides itself on the the Legion of Boom. You know, that secondary and the Steelers receiving core is pretty You might as well count Bell as a receiver with the the ability he has to. It'd be fun Mm -hmm. to watch them go. It'd be good, too, because it's not like they don't have linebackers that couldn't cover him. Kendall, who do you got? I really like the idea of Kansas City and Philadelphia. Uh, two teams playing very well right now, and then Andy Reid uh, facing his old team oh, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Dad, I didn't think of that. And so. Christmas colors. Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Christmas a couple months late. <laughs> For all the bad Nothing children. Like out Christmas there. colors in the middle of February. Oh, it's all those parents getting those income tax checks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. man, um, yeah. So we're shaping up for for a good second half. You know, we're gonna have the third, you know, the end of the third quarter breakdown in a few weeks. Uh, telling you about how bad the Giants are still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shut up, Jeff. Machine Washable. I believe you have something you'd like to say. Yeah, we uh, you know, take a second. Quick word from our friends over at the Rusted Robot Podcast. Hi. This is uh, Admiral Adama. My name is Robert J. Sawyer. This is Cena Grace. Hey, this is Stephen Amell. Hey, this is Dr. Trek, Larry Nemechek. I'm hanging with Sean and Bridget. They're telling all about general geekery. And you are listening to the Rusted Robot Podcast. The number one rated robot-related podcast. Northern Ontario. You should be following them on Twitter. Keep listening. Don't forget to follow them on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. TheRustedRobot.Podbean.com The Rusted Robot Podcast. Think about it. Rusted Robot. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Instagram at Getting Sports with Trunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's being named after an orange soda. Won't happen. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> or voiding the contract. Being a 49ers quarterback. <laughs> you can also subscribe to us on iTunes, find us on Podbean, or on the Lieb Sports Network every day from 7 to 8 a.m. And every Sunday from 12 to 1 on the PPRN radio network. Excellent. Uh, beer reviews. Jeff, lead us off. You picked them out. You started off. Yeah, so I w- I'm actually a really big fan of the Born Yesterday. Um, definitely wanted to try the Pale Ale because I saw it. it. says it right here. It's all about the hops. It was hoppy. I like hoppy. But it, it's a 7%. It, it went down like a 4%. I'd like Very you guys to know, Jeff isn't wearing clothes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wet. 
Kendall, what do you think about your uh, your hound? Uh, the wheel hound. I don't. This is a wheat ale. I don't know how many wheat ales I've ever had, but I don't know. I I wasn't that impressed. It was very smooth, and I loved the can. But I'm sorry, hound. I don't think I'm going to drink you again. Sometimes the smaller hounds on top of the bottle are better. Apparently, yeah, putting I it down. So. Mock the uh, the ruination was good. Um, it's it's different because you know right now with IPAs it's that that juicy citrusy style IPA. Kyle just perked up at home when he heard <laughs> the word juicy. But I mean, you know, it was good. I was looking for that citrus, but it's not there. But it's it's a good beer. I liked it. Uh, the the early, early riser from Boulevard. What a load of cock. Um, <laughs> not very coffee. Bitter, but not coffee. Got all of a coffee porter that doesn't taste like coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's personally my favorite form of coffee. Um, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't bad. So I really like, let you down then. No, like I would drink it like again. I just I don't. I wouldn't buy it. And I'd like to point out, Kendall, this is the second show in a row where you've really been like shitting on dogs. So <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. true. You really I sick. like dogs. Yeah, I don't think you that's sick true. Sick son of a bitch. Let's just start I, calling you Kenny the Hound Killer. I like this can Kenny a lot. Kenny the Hound. <laughs> God, I sound like a, like a Disney villain. <laughs> you are. I am. The Fox and the Hound 3, featuring Kenny the Hound Killer. I never made a second, but this was the third. <laughs> you did make a second, so you could do a private stock. Now. I don't... What? Yeah. They it's made there. a second. They made a second. And you probably have the VHS somewhere in this house. I have the original. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, make sure to tune in next week. We'll have a fun show for you guys. Oh. Be sure to vote. Yeah, on Kenny's new nickname. Yeah, Be sure will, to vote. Please vote. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll put it on our Kenny Facebook page. Sunkiss, baby. We'll uh, we'll include some links on Instagram and Twitter so that you can find your way there. We'll get it out there. Uh, remember, um, you know, we recently have acquired stickers that have been uh, getting, stickers stickers getting <laughs> handed out. And uh, so, if you find a, a business card or a sticker, make sure to uh, use the uh, the hashtag GSWD. Add us, and uh, if, as long as you know, as long as you add us, we'll see it. So, um, snap the photo. We'll shout you guys out on our next show. Stick that shit, yo. So, until next time, I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mock. I'm the man of many names. <laughs> and he's to be determined. Yep, name pending. And we will see you I'm next week. I'm not the man of many names.